All right. What would happen if you found out some really difficult health news? You can decide to go into a shell. You can decide to just survive it. Well, our guest today decided to thrive and be totally well. You want to hear this inspirational story on today's podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them, to me. That's full-time ministry. And did I have it? Because tattoo that needs to be like a It brings in itself and then open it. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want you to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hans. All right. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the podcast. Listen. We've had some great guests over the last however long we've been doing the podcast, and I need your help. Here's what I need you to do. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast on YouTube or you haven't subscribed on Apple Podcasts, you need to go subscribe. All right. It's you might be watching this on Facebook. I don't know how much longer we'll be streaming it on Facebook, but go over to YouTube and subscribe. You'll see some shorts on there, some clips on there, some extra bonus stuff. So make sure you're going over to YouTube. Type in Monetize Your Ministry Podcast. Go on over there and subscribe. And also on, on Apple and on Spotify, make sure you subscribe. Listen, today's episode is one you will want to share with someone because today we're talking with someone who I consider to be one of the most inspirational inst- um, accounts that I follow on Instagram. I want to welcome to our podcast today, Candice Niccolo. Candice, welcome. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. Thank you so much. Candice, uh, I have been I've been thinking about and wanting to have you on this podcast even before we started the podcast because and I'll I'll give just a little introduction and uh, tell tell y'all how I came in contact with Candice. Um, so Candice is a mom of four. She's a wife. She's a nurse practitioner, and she's the owner of Be Totally Well. And I'll I'll let her share some more about that. But it was during the pandemic that a friend of of mine, I guess it's a mutual friend of ours, Carlene Kaulasar, was sharing some of the content that you were putting out there and just sharing your story. And um, you're going to hear Candice's story. And so I decided to follow you. And I just want to let you know how much you inspire me and so many other people to live life to the fullest. That's what I believe that you do for me and you do for so many others. So Candice, before we jump into your story, there may be some people who know you and some who don't. I want to start off with this question. What's something about you that might surprise people? People who know you and people who don't know you. What might surprise people to know about you? Um, that I'm very shy. <laughs> <laughs> and that I don't have a social life. So, because I'm very good at being talkative on social media, people probably think like, oh, she's outgoing, but I am literally a homebody. I go to work. The gym and home. I don't even go to church. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very, very shy, and it, and I don't like to go anywhere. So my husband usually has to be the one to kind of like, come on. And if he saw recently, I went to Jordan. That was his trip that he surprised me. It was a solo trip. Wow. Pushed me to like go and do things outside of just like work, work, work. Which is wow. you know what I preach, but sometimes it's hard to kind of follow that. But. Yeah, so I'm very shy and kind of introverted. So even this podcast thing, when you asked me, I was like, oh, yeah. can I just write up an essay and just email it, you know? But yeah, I could tell you were kind of you were kind of 
you know, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, we're gonna have to try to really get you yeah. get you on here. But I'm glad that you're on. So introvert or extrovert then? I mean, since you said that. Now you gotta be an extrovert. See, uh, that's the thing. When I'm talking about something that I love, mm -hmm. when I'm at work and when I'm around like and I'm talking about something that like I'm passionate about, you would think that I'm very extroverted. But outside of that, I'm like the total opposite. And people think my husband is the introvert and he's the social butterfly. So wow. it's like a big surprise and people kind of like, wait, I didn't know you were like that. So Oh cool. All right. Well, Candace, let's get into your story a little bit. Um you're from the islands, just like I am, but you're from St. Vincent. Yeah. And you were telling me earlier, you were born and raised there. At what age and stage of life did you move to the U.S.? And, um, yeah, just kind of tell us a little bit about that. So I graduated high school when I was 16. Because, you know, in the Caribbean, you go to school before you learn how to, like, you're very young. So I graduated high school when I was 16. And then, like, right after graduation, um, my mom had left, you know, very like suddenly and then all I knew that my older brother was like wake up one Saturday morning my younger brother and I were going on a plane to go to New York and we had no idea that we were gonna just our lives were gonna be changed so suddenly so yes yeah, so I was born and raised in Vincent came here at 16 and I'm still here all right all right yeah. so Candice you are mama four and you were featured in uh, Newsday. You were featured in, in a local newspaper. Um, but tell us about your journey. You're a healthcare provider. What made you even decide to go into um, to, to go into healthcare to, to be a nurse practitioner? Tell us about that. So to be honest, I've always had an interest in like science and biology since I was a child. But um, what made me become a nurse practitioner? I was a nurse, obviously, at first, and it was while working as a nurse, I was working in the OR operating room. So sometimes I'll get float to like pre, pre up where you screen the patients before surgery. And I noticed a lot of patients were coming in that were on medication. And a lot of the patients were like minorities, whether it's Hispanics or not born American, but Caribbean coming to get surgery, they had no clue what type of surgery, that they were diabetic, why they're on this medication. I was like, there's a huge gap here that patients are being cared for and don't understand the disease. So I was like, I want to go back to school so I could become a provider. Wow. And so I went back to school and it was during, while I was in school and I was pregnant that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So healthcare, I went in there with like just one, I was going to become a provider and give medical care, but it kind of like changed somewhat when I was diagnosed. So I still give care, but I've changed the way that I give care, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. So, you know, just uh, to set this up, our podcast is called the Monetize Your Ministry Podcast. And one of the things we say on here over and over, just in case someone is the first time they're watching or listening, that ministry isn't confined to church. Ministry isn't confined to religious spaces. But ministry is life. And as I listen to you, it sounds like the reason you went into healthcare wasn't to make a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it be it's because you saw a need, right? right. You, you saw people, some of them who had similar stories to yours, but there was a gap, right? And maybe I could just even stick this question in here for you. When you hear the word ministry, 
what comes to your mind? I mean, honestly, before the conversation that I've seen you posted on like social media about ministry and monetizing your ministry, I just thought like ministry was like the pastor, the elders or the evangelist. And if you're not doing that, then you're not in ministry. I thought it was something that you had to be called to do spiritually in a sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did not look at what I'm doing as anything even remotely close to that. So... Yeah, ministry has always been something that you look at from like a biblical standpoint. Like if you're a pastor or elder or deacon or mm -hmm. evangelist, then that's what ministry is. And outside of that, like, no. Yeah. But, I mean, do you see it now that what you do each and every day and what, the reason why you went into this is because it's a calling from God and every day that you're living this out, this is you doing your ministry? No, I do. I Honestly, um, it wasn't until it wasn't until I was like actually diagnosed that I realized a lot of things. So number one, that I wasn't taking good care of my health, and number two, I struggled with my relationship with God when I was diagnosed because everything that I learned before it didn't make sense in that moment, mm -hmm. and I thought it was something that I did or didn't do. So it, it wasn't until I was diagnosed and now I'm going through what I'm going through that I could talk to people about health. I could connect with them on a personal level because I'm a patient and also a provider. Mm. And I'm at a place where I feel like I've done much more for the gospel as a nurse practitioner than I did before when I was just going to church, and which is like the strangest thing, but it just makes more sense to me. The Bible and the gospel and spirituality makes more sense to me now. Wow. That I'm going through what I'm going through and working with patients than it did ever before. Wow. Yes. Candice, you said some powerful there. You're a patient and a provider. Mm -hmm. I want I want you to take us back because you said it a few times. And uh, for those who are watching, our guest today is Candice Niccolo from Be Totally Well. And we'll make sure we give you the links to her website and her social media before this episode is over. But Candice, you mentioned you were in school, you were pregnant. And then you were diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, if this is not too difficult, would you mind just kind of taking us back to that time? How long ago was it? And just kind of talk to us about just how how that felt when you heard the news, and and just just kind of just share with us what was going through your mind when you heard that. <laughs> you might have to like read some things. Okay, <laughs> so to be honest, when I came here in America at sixteen, I was an undocumented immigrant which a lot of caribbean people you come up and you came up 16 years old i don't even know what a green card was so i had yeah. nothing so i got married pretty young i was 19 got married didn't know what i was doing but i felt like this was the only way because my mother couldn't give me what i needed i knew i wanted to go to school but there was no way and i think everything that i did led up to the point where i was diagnosed because there was a lot of stress so when i finally got my green card i was like either with me or move up my way because now i feel like i'm playing catch up because i graduated high school 16 didn't start college until i was 29 so there was a huge gap of my life where I, I i just felt stuck so when i was diagnosed i was in school i was working nights as an emt in nursing school and as soon as i finished nursing school i got my job i was working overtime put myself to nurse practitioner school got remarried pregnant going to school and i think 
cancer in a way was a wake up call and it saved me not just it sounds crazy it literally has saved my life wow. because it has made me become more aware of myself what i love why i'm doing the things that i do and also to be not just spiritually grounded but more physically healthy so i was it was 2017 this is right after thanksgiving when I got the call, because I had some tests run before, because I felt something where there was no lump or anything in my breast. I have breast cancer, but I just knew something was different. And I went to the doctor, and he was like, "Ah, oh, you're too young. It's nothing. It's probably the pregnancy." And I kept putting it off. And then finally, I went to my GYN. And I was like, "Listen, I feel like something is not right." And then she felt around, and she felt something really small which is one of the reasons why I'm the way I am because a lot of times patients don't feel listened to by their provider and you get brushed off when you told like, oh, your symptoms are not real. And if they can't see it in a test, if it's not um, obvious in a blood test or something, it's like, well, the blood tests are normal, you're fine. It's probably in your head. And sometimes that's not always the case, which has made me a better provider. So because now I listen to people and I, I, I do everything that I can to give them what they need but yes so I was diagnosed in 2017 I was six and a half months pregnant and then had the surgery had both breast removed and then later that same year the cancer came back in lymph nodes in my chest and that's when they told me based on the aggressiveness of the type of cancer that my treatment options were just very limited and the doctor told me that I had nine to twelve months maybe two years if I'm lucky. And that was five years ago. This year would be six years. So um, I was in school at the time. So everybody was telling me like, just take time off and just enjoy your days. I'm like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die doing everything that I wanted to do. So I finished school and I started a business. I'm like, listen, I want to leave something for my kids. And I need, I wanted to leave a legacy and kind of be proud of, yourself you make a name for yourself and i want my kids to be able to look back and say like you know what she did that so that's one of the reasons why i started a practice and it has just become like a huge blessing in my life i think like people call me because they need me but they don't know how much it's reciprocal like as yeah, a yeah. i'm getting to do what i love there's a japanese concept and i'm not trying to take over i talk Keep a lot going. no 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 go ahead but I learned of this Jap- Japanese concept called Ikigai. Yeah. I've talked about it before. And when I read it, the second light bulb just came up. To do what you love. Mm-hmm. You do what you love. It's what the world needs. Mm-hmm. It's what you're good at. And you can get paid for it. Yeah. I think is exactly what your business is about. Like, just because you're in ministry, pastors get paid. Yeah. In ministry. So why shouldn't I get paid and why can't this be a ministry? And I've actually prayed more with patients and encouraged people more than I've ever done before than I do now. Mm-hmm. And they pay me at the end of their visit. So yeah. yeah. You know, so I I'm very proud of it and because yeah. Of, yeah. You know, Candice, um I just love your approach when you when you of course, no, we're not saying I'm, we're happy that this happened to you. But when it, when you heard the news, you decided to live. Right? You decided to live and say, what are the things I want to do? Like, I want to finish school. 
I want to leave a legacy for my kids. And anyone who follows you online, what I get from you is I am living each day to the max. I'm living these moments to the max. And you do not know how many people you inspire every day by showing up online and by just sharing your story and just living. You know, when others would have just given up, you decided, no, I'm, I'm going to fight. And I think your fight has become so many other people's fight as well. I mean, yeah, it, it is true. Like my oncologist told me the other day, um, like when somebody has a fight, she said, you have a fight like I've never seen before. And I was like, well, when you, when you get a diagnosis, you literally have two choices. You could accept it and just like, well, I'm just going to lay here and wait for it. Or you could just go to battle and maybe <laughs> you win, you know. And so far, I don't know that I live forever. I don't know that any of us will live forever. But I know that if I had listened to those words that the oncologist told me and just accepted that in that moment, I probably would have been dead already. Because wow. when you think about death and stress and the effects it has on our body, most people die before they even die. And I just mm -hmm. decided. And it hasn't always been easy, you know. I'll tell you when there were moments where I felt I had to be strong for my family. So there are times with my kids, when I was diagnosed and I told them the news, I didn't cry because I knew if they see me break down, they'll think like, well, if mommy is, is giving up, then there's no hope. But there were moments where I like literally went into my car and put the windows up and put the wind and the music up and I give God some choice words. And I told people, they said, like, oh, my God, you curse God. I'm like, absolutely. And who's better to take my anger? Like, he, yes. he knows me, and it's the safest place to be. So it, <laughs> when I say it has changed my life, and so it has made me grow closer to God in a way that I never had before, even in the church. And I don't want to, like, say, like, the church is a bad, you know. We got thing. you. We you got know, you. Yeah, I, yeah. This, I'm, I still consider myself Adventist. I don't go to church like I used to, but I know that just going to church is not the the only way. Yeah. Kingdom, in a sense. So. Yeah. And that's powerful. <laughs> God is still God, and He's He's in your hospital room. He's with you on your job. You know what I'm saying? Like God is not boxed into buildings that we've created. And so, just hearing your authentic way you're living out your spirituality is inspiring so candace yes. be totally well where did you even come up you, so you said you started this after you got the diagnosis of cancer yeah where I, did that name even come from man, i don't even i think oh what's behind it then tell us i think how the name came about i was in mexico in a hospital for like a month and i was lying in the bed and i was like okay what happens when I leave here? There is no way. And I learned a lot. So when I was diagnosed, nobody knows their disease better than the person who's, who has the disease. That's why most times when you have children who uh, have diabetes, they could tell you when their blood sugar is high. They could tell you when it's low. So I just decided that I'm going to educate myself as much as possible about health. And not just health from a medical standpoint, about nutrition and herbs and lifestyle and the effects of stress. So as I'm learning all these things, I was like, it would be such a waste that I learn all these things and then I die nine months and nobody else ever get to, to learn what I learned. So I was like, okay, 
I want to start a business and I want to start a practice. And I had no idea that it was going to become this, but I wrote, I'm a big believer in writing down stuff. Like my husband the other day found a journal and he's like, Dag, you have such faith. I'm like, what faith? I write down my prayers so that way, mm. years later, I will go back and read some things that I pray for. I'm like, Dag, I actually did that and it came to pass. So I was in bed and I was like, okay, I want to have a name that really encompasses what I, the message that I want as a nurse practitioner, as a provider. And that so people would be well, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually, which yeah. is why it says be totally well. And there's one Bible text that always stands out to me that when God said, beloved, I wish above all things that you not only prosper, meaning mm-hmm. he wants to be rich, yeah. but to be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Come on, preach, Candice. So a lot of times you focus on like on spiritual, like, oh yeah, God, when you say call the elders, but like, yeah, you go exercise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapy. It's not just about, I, I believe God gave us power to change a lot of things that's in our hands. Like he is God and he could do anything, but he also empowers us to do things for ourselves. So I, I strongly believe that like while I'm praying and while I'm fasting and while I'm reading my Bible, I'm going to exercise and I'm going to make sure I go to therapy. I'm going to take care of my mental health. I'm going to not stress about things that I can't change. I'm going to do the best I can with that diet. So I feel it totally well encompasses all that. And I wanted it to be a place where people could come and feel whole. And I hope so far I haven't had a bad feeling that when people come, that's what they get from, from being here. All right. I love this. So, Candice, let's talk business now. Let's talk some business. Y'all watching the Monetizing Ministry podcast. Our guest is Candice Niccolo. And uh, before I go on, I want to shout out your husband, Mark. That dude, I, um, I, I love the relationship y'all have. That dude is a great supporter. Um, I saw the work he was doing on, on the office the other day. You know, just I just love the teamwork that you guys have. So let's talk business. You're in business. And I tell people all the time. You're not in business when you get a name. You're not in business when you register. You're in business when you sell stuff. So let's talk about what did you start off selling under the umbrella of Be Totally Well? So initially, it started off during COVID. I was making like the natural health products and stuff. So it was that. But I knew that was just like the starting point. And I was doing that from home. Mm -hmm. But I was like working for, I still work for another company, but I was like, burned out and I told my husband like I want to open up my own practice and normally he's the safe you know you can't have two people who are ready to just like do things I'm the like I'm going after this and I'm going to do it and I want it now and he'd be like okay hold up let's take our time and let's do whatever but um so initially it started out as that and me doing like virtual appointments during COVID and then eventually I found a place but when I tell you, it wasn't until I took your <laughs> your course about monetizing the ministry and bringing the ideas to life that I was like, yo, you could be a Christian and you could be praying and ask God to bless your business. But if you're not doing it, you'll just be a broke business owner. And I literally was like not making any money, you know. And while my husband is very supportive, after a while, it becomes a point where, like, okay, we got to do something because we're paying all these bills out of our pocket and no money is coming into the business. So, 
Yes. So thanks to you. <laughs> okay. It was a good investment. And I was broke too. So when I tell you broke, because you have your family of expenses, but when you have a business that are, and especially have brick and mortar, you know, yeah. there's no rent. wiggle room for like, yes, rent, there's loan, there's like things. And you see impatience, but not at a rate where you're turning over a profit. And I was like, okay, I, I, I literally started a business without any clue of what it takes to like, mm-hmm. like I know what I'm good at. I could do this. But it's one thing to be good at something and convert that into like some money. So I could be as good as I can, but like I'm not making any money. So it's, and 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 trying to be the nice. And I think I commented on your um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. post you made because I was that person. Like I'm a Christian and I love people. I want to help everybody. So I can't, you know, I can't make my prices what I think I I should get because. People not gonna pay, and I don't want people to not get help. So I was literally lowballing myself, and eventually starting getting resentful. Like people would book an appointment, I would get mad. You would think I'd be happy I'm getting people booked, but I'm getting mad because I know okay, this is another client I have to manage, and I'm stressed out because I'm doing so much, but I'm not making any money. So yes, it wasn't until I took your class that I was like, oh, it, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to be poor and struggling, and you can, right. and you can't help everybody. You know, I'm yeah. not bad. So yeah. that was a switch for me. You know, and that's a good point you make, right? Ministry. This is what your heart. Yeah. And if it look, if somebody gave you a billion dollars, you would help a whole lot of people. But if you're building a business, you gotta monetize that thing, right? You got to have ways to have your products and your services yeah. priced in such a way that when people pay you, it is able to cover your business expenses and put money in your pocket. Yeah. That your your business is actually helping you, not you helping your business. And so I remember that we talked through pricing. I remember we talked about pricing, and this is my recollection. You could correct me. You were giving to me one on one service, but okay. you were pricing it as if you were charging people in a group setting. And I think that's one of the things that you kind of made a shift. So kind of talk to us now about some of the ways that you have packaged how you help people, how you deliver this ministry? Well, the first thing I did was raise my prices. There you go. <laughs> and it wasn't until I raised my prices because I guess I've learned when you're giving something of value, if it's too cheap, you know you're giving something good, but you're going to be like, nah, there's no way that's only 200 you know, whatever. Like that, It's probably not good. And another thing that I was doing, I was like, I had my, my eyes and my hands in people's pocket, meaning ah, you probably can't afford it. And so let me just assume that they can't afford it and give them the discount before they even ask. So that, those are things I was doing. But it wasn't until I shifted where, number one, I learned that I can't be for everybody and I can't help everybody. Number two, I was doing more than the patient was willing to do and I wasn't getting it wasn't an equal exchange yeah. of, of services. And when I tell you I put in work, like I take classes, I go to conferences, I'm buying books. I literally educate myself all the time. So the amount of money I was putting into the business and myself and what I was now giving back to clients, it wasn't coming back to me. Mm-hmm. Then it wouldn't have made sense for me to close down because I'm charging too low and now I can't help anybody if I have to close. Right. So I had to find a way to do what I love 
help those in need and get paid for it. So I decided that I would create a membership type of um, program and not just a membership, but different levels of membership. And I think you did talk to me about that. And it took me some time to kind of do it because I was still struggling with the price. And um, so I've decided to have, especially when it comes to like weight loss specifically, that's something that I do other services, but that's like what I'm really good at. And I decided to create three different tiers of membership. One where people could log in and have access to modules and recipes and things like that. And they don't contact me. You pay your money and you leave me alone. <laughs> Two, the group coaching where people need some accountability. They can't afford one-on-one, -on -one, but they can still get some value because I have an app that I manage all these clients in. They get access to recipes. They log their meals. I can see what they're doing. I create different challenges and things. So they still feel like they're getting value. And I do really give value there. And then I have my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Because to be honest, um, I had like more and more people started finding out about my weight loss services. So people would refer and people start booking appointments and coming in. And now I was getting more clients and doing more work and not getting that money, which didn't. And then some of the clients are, there are some patient, like clients that you have to kind of run behind. And it started to click to me. I can't want it more than you want it. So let me, let me reserve my one-on-one -on -one coaching for the people that's going to pay for me and really show up because they're paying for service and then I'm not burnt out trying to manage 25 people doing weight loss let me focus on 10 one-on-one -on -one. I have the group coaching and then I have the membership access so creating the three levels it's it's now free up my time to be able to like see other patients and do the other services that I'm doing and also not let me become resentful yeah <laughs> because the thing that you could be passionate about, I've seen people who go into like fields, they're like, oh my God, I love nursing. And then after five years, like, I hate it. There's no way that you hate the thing that you think that you were born to do. Something mm. there. And I feel like I was getting to that point where like I was almost becoming resentful. Like, I don't want to go to work. I have one patient today and it's a patient that's not even paying me. And I got to go in and, and my appointments are very like detailed and long and they get so much from it and I wasn't getting anything back. Yeah. So as much as I was passionate and I love what I did, it started to become like resentful. Yeah, um, candid. Yeah. You just gave us a a business master class right there. So folks, if you are just if you if you tuned in, people 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 who are in they have some knowledge or some expertise and they're trying to monetize it. You need to send them this episode because what Candice said is uh, some just some gems. So let's pull it out a little bit, right? If you are charging too little here's some steps you can take one create levels so if you're giving people a lot of access one-on-one -on -one, um, for too little create some levels give them some things where it's almost on autopilot when they buy it doesn't take an extra minute of your time so you might the only time you're spending is the upfront time to create it and for people who you think can't pay there's there's something for them that you can help them because if you have a heart for ministry you want to make sure that you can help people. You want to feel like, okay, I'm I'm too good for people. No, I have something to help you. And then you have that group level where people have access to you, but you're you're able to scale that because yeah. the time, Candice, if you're if you're coaching one person, it took you an hour. If you have a group now, it's ten. 
you've just saved yourself nine hours that you would have been running around to these nine people, right. these, these 10 people. And then lastly, raise your price on the one-on-one to the point where if someone says yes to you that they want your one-on-one service, you don't get mad at them. You don't get mad at yourself. You don't start hating your business. And that's what you did. And that's what anyone who's watching this, you can do that to help scale and grow your your expertise, your ministry-based business. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to create something new every time. It's almost like YouTube and podcasts. You have your podcast, you take a click from that, you put it on YouTube shorts. So you still find out. my secrets. You're telling my secrets. <laughs> well, like, when you told me, like, get my office, I have a friend that he has, I have, like, equipment that I've gotten because I want to start, like, doing more like YouTube and stuff. And I watch a lot of videos and he's like, how to recreate content that you already have that that's done well. Repurpose content. That's what There I you mean. go. That's the word. So when you have your one-on-one coaching and you're spending, like you said, the group coaching has freed up time for me. So now I could really focus on those people that are paying me. Because if they're paying you X amount of money, you need to deliver. But if you don't have time to deliver that care because you're doing everything else, it doesn't even make sense. You're wasting their time and yours so the same one-on-one coaching and certain aspect aspects of that goes into group coaching but it's just now on a group level and then we meet in once a week or once a month virtually but they have access to all these resources and they could still message me there and yeah. so the only difference is that they don't get to come in and get yeah. that one-on-one visit and more personalized care but they're still getting value and if somebody feels like dang this is really good but i want to up oh, then they could come on to one-on-one coach and if they've been a member of my group coaching then they might get a little discount because yeah, i ways to help everybody that i can without me getting burnt out and hating everything so yeah and candace we're going to make sure we give people the info for that group because you don't just serve people in new york anymore right no so i do do virtual a matter of fact i have someone in switzerland there you go that's what i'm saying like the yeah. fact that you created this group yeah. thing online yeah. You're global. You're global now. Yeah. And really, right. really about like the lifestyle and the helping people establish be, being totally well. There you go. Put that put put that back in there. So yeah. Candace, uh, I wanna a couple more things before we wrap up. Yeah. Um you on social media you show up regularly helping people with meal prepping, how to meal prep, how to I mean you show up exercising every day. What makes you show up in that way to just share what you're doing just kind of talk to us behind give us behind the scenes of what you do um you know what like number one i do it for me mm. because just because i'm a provider doesn't mean like i i don't struggle i love to eat so when i work out it's because if i don't work out i'll, I'll be a mini fridge in like five days i love to eat but showing up keeps me accountable for myself mm. Because if I say I'm going to do something, you know, people actually look. They might not say anything, but they're looking to see, like, hey, she said she was going to work out today. Is she doing it? So I do it for me, and I do it also because I know it has helped to inspire others to start their health journey. You don't have to, like, book me, but at least we know that it can be done. And most times when people hear, and I'm trying to dispel the myths about cancer, too, because cancer is a very, like, it's a horrible disease. Some people don't even like to say the word cancer yeah. disease. See? But I've, I've given people who also are fighting cancer hope that mm-hmm. they could still live 
and have a very rich life even while fighting the disease. And and if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go down like fighting, you know. So I that's why I post. I post to inspire others to get clients and also just to show people that it can be done. You know, I have a very busy life, but I've learned that prioritizing myself first is like people say you can't pour from an empty cup. I prioritize my health and I put myself first before my family. It sounds selfish, but you know, it works because when I'm whole and I'm happy, everybody else is, is good because I'm going to shop for them. I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to do all the things. But if I'm tired and agitated. No, I'm nobody getting anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, Candice. And I think just, I, I want to slip this in because we run out of time. You do social media well because you document your journey. Some people think, what should I post? What should I post? Man, just, Record what you're doing. Show us behind the scenes of what you're doing, and that will help. All right, Candice, tell people how they can find you online. Tell them where they can find you. And then say, who are the people you're looking to work with and what problems you're helping people to solve so that someone who's interested, and they could be anywhere in the world, they can find your stuff. So tell us where we can find you, websites, all that good stuff. Okay, so my website is www be totally well.com and i'm also on facebook same name and on social media it's at underscore be totally well underscore so there's an underscore in the beginning and also at the end on social media and what i do is i help people optimize their health by making better lifestyle choices and showing people how to do it and do it right and still enjoy the things that they normally do. Because most times when people hear like weight loss or change of diet, it sounds restrictive, but I teach people how, how to live a healthier life while still enjoying the things that they that they would normally do with the potential. But yes. I love it. Go to be totallywell.com. I'm on the site myself now. Be totallywell.com and this links to book an appointment there's links for resources there's links for services go on and just explore the website and if you're not following candace on instagram go to underscore be totally well underscore you make sure you connect with her and the work that she's doing candace i gotta say this in your presence you are an inspiration to me to so many people we look forward to what you're doing we look we look for what you're doing to help us to to get more healthy, to live life more fully, which is what I think more than just health, you're teaching people how to live life fully. And so for someone out there, just understand that what God has given you, uh, even what God has allowed you to go through, helps you to find your ministry. And someone is waiting on you to step into that. And as you step into it, know that your ministry has a place in the marketplace. So make sure you follow Candice and make sure you take your ministry and bring it into, bring it to life. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.